LJ, what do you want? I don't know, it's me. I can see your hands moving under the door. Oh, uh, okay. Is that you make me some oat milk? Yeah, yeah, LJ, as soon as I get out the bathroom. Okay. LJ? Yes? Away from the door, son. Okay. It's a shame I can't even go to the bathroom in peace. Ma! Huh? I'm in the shower! Oh. Can I get, can I renew my PlayStation Plus? Huh? I said, can I get PlayStation Plus? It's all sale for $59.99. Boy, I'm in the shower! On this episode of the Poor Mom Podcast, I sat down with my best friend, Shade Bradford Bond, author and speaker who founded the nonprofit organization Free Foster Care Books, Inc., and Kimberlyn Barnes, licensed professional counselor, author, and the host of the Facebook Live show Under the Scope to discuss how to avoid losing yourself in the midst of motherhood. This week, our drinking game is entitled Words with Friends. The rules are simple. If you hear the word self anytime during this episode, go ahead and take a sip. Make sure you head over to the Poor Mom YouTube channel to get this week's cocktail or mocktail recipe and have a little story time with me, your host, Tawana Edwards. I like to make fun of motherhood because I think that there's like this very funny element to motherhood. It Sometimes if you just stop and think about some of the things that you say, some of the, the way you react, the things that you do, it's comical. It's like, yes. I show up every day and I'm like, this is just my stage and I'm about to give my best comedic performance because I'm just figuring it out and how this swings is how this is going to swing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, a vet, you know, yeah. my kids are grown, so I can laugh at everyone that has little kids. <laughs> I serve my time. I have my wounds, my scars. <laughs> you serve your time like you just did a stint in prison. <laughs> You can't do nothing. Yeah, I like that. I like serving. (laughs) But sometimes you feel like it's a sentence. Like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this week we're discussing self-care and the importance of self-care in motherhood. I think it is so easy to become a mother, a wife, and just forget your own identity. Yeah. You're trying to fulfill the needs of so many people that you kind of just fall on the back burner. And I sometimes I go like this, like I used to be someone before I had kids. I don't remember who that person was. I'm still trying to remember. But for sure, I used to be someone before I had kids. Right. So, Shade, you have a two-year-old. Kim, you are a veteran and have adult children. I am like, I consider myself like a middle-aged mother because I'm not in the beginning, but I'm not at the end. So I'm kind of just in the middle. Um, I want you guys to just tell me like, have you lost your identity? Did you lose your identity during motherhood? And then what did that look like? 
Well, I, I definitely will kick this off. I am a mom of a very energetic two-year-old boy. And at the moment, I have no identity. <laughs> Other than be a mom, no. I, I say that to say that the challenge that I've had is before I had my son, I used to, in my own personal opinion, I used to dress nice. I paid a lot of attention to my hair and my clothes. And just as a woman, you know how you like to keep yourself up. But I think it's just a combination of having a kid and being a mom for the first time of just a little one. Uh, my first year of having Matthew, I was in sweats every day. So I can't blame the pandemic. <laughs> And some of the things that people don't tell you before you have kids, that sometimes when you gain the weight in pregnancy, you don't automatically lose it when the baby comes. So a big part of the challenge that I've had just from a physical perspective is just kind of learning how to get back to, quote unquote, the old me with no longer having necessarily the expectations to snap back because he's two. And if I haven't snapped back yet, it's not snapping. <laughs> but getting back to a place where I can do the things that I still enjoy before I have my son in terms of, you know, taking care of myself and making sure my hair is done and looking nice. And just um, I think in that in that way, getting back to some of those things, because, you know, when you're a mom, I, I, I find myself running around chasing after a two-year-old and again I'm in shorts and or or sweatpants and a t-shirt and maybe it has a hole in it and before I had a kid you wouldn't catch me in public with clothes with holes in them and now I'm just like well is it that big not so much it can pass <laughs> Kim you you what do you think Kim you you are OG on the show right now um, yes literally an OG so <laughs> I feel like you do like lose your identity and me I was a young mom I had my first child when I was 19 so I was having to figure my way out because I was in between that age you know how you like I'm grown now I want to do what I want to do but not so much because my mom wasn't the best caregiver so it's like whatever you do you got to do with her and so after I had her I had another her and a him so now I had three kids so my I turned into that mom, but I still tried to because, oh, yeah, you you brought me on this show. I still tried to be gangster, you know, so I guess I was a little gangster mom. So I dropped kids off, go hang out with my friends, you know, go have a little drinky drink, whatever that looks like. Get back to the house. My mom was like, I don't care what you do. You going to get up and take your butt to work. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out who I was on the go, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I tell Shade this all the time when I had, after I had my third child, you know what? I can't even blame this on after I had the third, after I had LJ. To be honest with you, I think this might've happened after I had the first. After I had my Orion, I literally had five outfits to go to work in. Like this is true. I can attest to this. This is true. This is so <laughs> embarrassing because 
I, but my kid was fly. And I think it's because my mother was like, your kid is a representation of you. So whenever you present your child, they have to be just dressed to the nines and the tens. Well, in doing that, I forgot how to dress myself. And I literally have four working outfits in rotation. And literally when you have Monday is blue, Tuesday is red, Wednesday is green, it gets to a point where it's really, that's the loss of self-care. When Mm -hmm. you're slapping on the wig and braiding your hair to the back and you like, I don't know what my hair is going to look like underneath this. I don't know what I'm doing, but this works. The wig might be old, but I'm going to learn how to revive it. I literally had five outfits and maybe two or three pair of shoes. And I love clothes. And more than I love clothes, I love shoes. <laughs> and yes. I think that I had just lost myself. Like, I didn't know who I was because I based my identity after I had my first child on that the presentation of what that child looked like. Everything was based on how the world perceived him. And that was the way in which they were perceiving me. Mm -hmm. And that definitely wasn't it at all. Because I was out here looking a hot mess. And honestly, I'm pretty sure there was times that my kids were embarrassed of me. Like, do you have any other things in that blue shirt on Monday? Please don't tell me you had rollers in your head and everything else. Okay. (laughs) I still kept presentable, but I just didn't have a care. You know, I was content Mm -hmm. with just having those five outfits in rotation. And that's not acceptable. That's not because you have to go to work and your coworkers and the people around you are questioning what's going on in your life that they know how you going to come into that door on Monday. Like, like they know exactly what you're going to look like. But my kids were fly. I just wasn't. I looked a mess. It seems that me and my friends had a very similar experience when it came to self-care after our first child. I mean, literally, I was in five outfits in rotation and my best friend Sade was walking around with holy clothes. When it comes to self-care, it's so easy to let that fall to the wayside to ensure that you're meeting the needs of your family. And I got to a point where it's like, okay, if I'm not taking care of me, Mm-hmm. And I'm really not taking care of them because, you know, my friend Crystal always says that mothers are the nucleus of the household of the family. And I'm like, and if the nucleus isn't okay, then the rest of the family is not. And yeah, I don't think I was okay. <laughs> you know what, isn't it? I, I like that you brought that up because we do hear that we're the nucleus of the family, but we are not keeping ourselves together because we want everyone else to be together. So it's almost like a a self-sabotage and then we get it later on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and I think from my experience, one of the things, if I could just take a look back, I realized that how I looked on the outside and not to make everything about physical appearance, but a lot of times it's what particularly new moms struggle with sometimes it, but how I looked on the outside was really a reflection of how I felt on the inside. And it was a lot of disarray. 
and a lot of chaos. And I think for me, in a in a way, it was me thinking, Shade, you have the whole weight of the world on yourself, right? Whole weight of the world on, on my shoulders. You know, I had to take care of my my son. I have the most awesome husband ever, ever. So as a wife, I'm taking care of, of, of him and, and having a household to maintain and making sure, you know, my son is doing okay and developing appropriately. And if he's not saying his ABCs at nine months, what did I do wrong? And if he's not walking at six, I failed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Six months. Young, I'm just kidding. But the idea of my, my physical outside was a representation of everything that I was going through on the inside and it was chaos and I and nobody told me in the beginning when I you know during a pregnancy and when I had my kid to make sure that I take care of myself I wish that was a message that you know somebody would have told me or at least if somebody told me I didn't listen to them but to really find ways to be intentional about taking care of myself I think for me that would have been important in the beginning flash forward two years now I know uh, and I think that I've been a lot better, uh, particularly since my son turned two, or at least in the past six to nine months of being much more intentional about taking care of myself, not just physically, but just in general, doing things that I enjoy doing, doing things by myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Definitely does. It goes back to Kim's thing of self-sabotage in a way. We're so concerned about being perfect that we forget to take care of ourselves in trying to be the perfect parent, the perfect wife, the perfect, have the perfect household. That we, like I say, we fall back. We are on the back burner of it all because we're trying to make sure that everybody else is taken care of. So Shade, you said, you know, you have to move, like moving forward, you want to start making yourself a priority. How are you going to do that? Like, how does one start to take care of themselves after not? For for me, it's just been starting small. So I, I, I alluded to this earlier, but I gained a lot of weight after my pregnancy. And for a long time, I actually refused to buy clothes and the size that I was simply because I had the thought process, I'm not buying all these big clothes because I'm gonna lose this weight. And again, after after two years plus, a lot of the weight didn't get lost. So I started off by doing very simple things. Tawana, you know, cause you, you know, I've been on the phone talking with you while I'm out shopping, but just buying a shirt or some pants or a nice outfit um, that makes me feel good about myself in the size and in the body that I'm already in. Something that's something that's small, but it doesn't, for me, it's not always about spending money. Um, sometimes it's just taking a time, taking some time out to read um, a book, a nice, good book to myself, or it could just be taking some time to just go for a walk. I, I know 20 probably have been on the phone with me where I've just been on walks, not with my son, but just by myself. And so self-care for me, I really focus on the self part, the things that I can do for me by myself that really in some ways takes me back to how I was before 
I had my my son, but in other ways, evolving into the mother that I am and the person that I am and kind of trying to explore some new things and ask myself, well, what do you like? Do you like this? Do you like that? I'm doing new stuff with my hair that I probably, <laughs> prior to, you know, I don't know, one, two, three years ago, I never would have done. You see all this hair I got on my head? You look good, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, stuff like that. Yeah. This starting off. The things that I enjoy and trying new things that I would like. And so for me, it's never had to be be something big or grandiose, like, oh, I'm going to go get surgery or, you know, I don't know, whatever people do for themselves. Just the small things, things that I can do around the house. So I don't know. That is what is currently working for me. I don't know. what, What about you all? Kim, I mean, you kind of have, do you have an oh, empty past or, I mean, what does it look like? I mean, having a dog, kid, I think that's some people's dream. You know, um, actually some people struggle with it, but me, I, my um, youngest still stay with me. Uh, he's 20, oh geez, 27, I think. Um, and he still stays with me. And so I was just thinking about the self-care and how I had to navigate into that, especially being a young mom. You know, it was hard because I was just trying to keep us together, trying to help us survive because I really didn't have that much support. And so finally, when they I just had to put it honestly in my mind, like, you know what? You just struggle and do whatever you need to. Once these kids are grown, it'll be time to do you. And I started doing me. But even like times when they went to bed, you know, I I was in school. I would actually do my schoolwork when they were sleeping. I was reading like crazy because even though we have these hectic schedules, there's those down times. If if they're taking a nap, I'm reading. Before I go to bed, I'm reading to just give myself that self-care. Motherhood can be thankless, except for on Mother's Day. You're the caretaker of your babies from the moment they are in the womb. So breaking that need to care is hard. I personally struggle with saying no, and I wondered if that ever gets easier. So I have a question (laughs) for you. Now that your kids are grown and you still have one in the house, do you still struggle to say no when they need something, when they want something, is it easier now that they're an adult or do you still kind of struggle with the no? Oh, I struggle. <laughs> I, I'll say <laughs> I'll say no sometimes, but I'm like, but now I have a little a little wager for them. Like if I go get that or if I give that to you, you got to give it back. <laughs> but me having to ask for it back is a struggle. Because since it was just me and them while they were growing up, I kind of spoiled them just a little bit. <laughs> and I see how it comes out now. I heard the S word and I automatically thought about you. Do you spoil your kids? Miss <laughs> 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 Eckler? <laughs> yes, I, yeah, uh, you know, a little bit, just a little bit. I'm better now. They're older. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I know that that is going to bite me because I spoil these kids. And it's just not material things. It's just taking care of everything for them that now I'm trying to get them to the stage where they're independent and having some life skills. And I, I struggle already. Like I, I got to get out the mindset of just seeing my babies. Cause that's all I see. Like I, I all I see is the baby 14. I see a, a four-year-old, you know, I don't see a 14 year old. So I, I know one of the things that I started to do was remember the things that I liked, like Sade said. Yeah. And I know that I like dress. I, I mentioned I'm a I'm a shoe freak. I love shoes. Mm-hmm. That's things I think that ever were invented as far as apparel goes. And, <laughs> and so I make it a point to buy myself the nice things that I want. Even if it means doing some overtime, even if it means getting a side hustle, I make sure that I buy the things that I want, even if I have to save for it. Because when I look good, I feel good. Right. And Mm -hmm. it helps me because I have to get to the point where one day I am going to have an empty nest. And I'm like you, Kim. I'm a single mother. I do this solo uh, to the best of my ability every day I show up. But, you know, I am a single mother and I feel like I already work double time Mm -hmm. to compensate for the parent who is out of the household. Mm -hmm. And and in doing that, I have moments where I like break down. Sade has been through, you know, my best friend has seen it all. She's heard it all. She's been through it all with me. You know, I'm so happy to have her because I'm telling you, I literally will break down and I don't know why I'm breaking down, but it's really because it's hard to carve out that time for yourself when you're doing it by yourself sometimes. Exactly. I, I do agree with that. Now, now I'm gonna pull out my counselor mode. I almost went in counselor mode, but really it, it can get tiring for you. And it, you know, being a single mom, I went through that. It's nights that I broke down and everything else because I couldn't give or I had to say no's, not my spoil nose, but you know, the sacrificial nose. But I think it's because we do try to compensate for that parent that's missing. And we're already, if we're doing what we can do within our powers, we're doing enough. And it's like our children, they're not lacking for anything, you know, because we're still providing. But I think it just wears us out trying to uh, trying to uh, compensate for that absentee, absentee parent. Yeah. When you're trying to raise capable, productive and good humans, motherhood can get so overwhelming and exhausting at times. And sometimes it just breaks you down. I've had a few of those moments, but it's good to know that I am not alone. Here's something that's interesting. I'll, I'll kind of go a different direction, but for for me personally, you know, I grew up in foster care. So even though my experience parentally is not that of a single parent, 
the but the idea of kind of feeling as though I have to overcompensate um, for for something missing or lacking, I, I experience that probably every day. I think sometimes I do too much and I go a little bit overboard with my son because I know personally what it's like to not have mom or dad in the household. Mm-hmm. And so even though my son has both of his parents, I still overcompensate as a mom and I still try to overdo and, and do too much. And I and so sometimes I have um, a similar experience, although it comes in terms of a, a root from a different place, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So is there a balance, you guys? Because I got to feel like there is, but it's tailored to everyone. Um, and does that balance come from being a little selfish? Like, do you have to be selfish in order to be, to have your happiness in motherhood? Because your happiness matters. Our happiness matters. Yes. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Having that balance. And I know, you know, the word selfish has such a negative connotation to it. No, (laughs) But uh, really, we do have to take care of ourselves and it's okay to take care of ourselves. And we probably are at that place of creating that balance. But we say, like Tawana was saying, before I go get that new pair of shoes, I, I mean, do any of my children need any shoes? And we will take that sacrifice. And they probably you probably brought them shoes like three minutes ago. No, you probably brought her shoes like three days ago, but then we start to feel bad. And it's like, no, if they have everything and they're not really lacking for anything, it's like, get them shoes. You put in the work, get them shoes. And wear them shoes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I love it, Kim. I love it. For me, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the, the, the term selfish. Cause I think I agree with, with Kim. I think it has such a, a negative comment connotation but you know in my household we have adopted this saying if mama ain't happy nobody's happy so the idea of me at this stage in my life being very intentional and taking care of myself it makes such a difference and, and, and it impacts the entire household. And sometimes on some days, my husband can tell like, oh, you having a good day today. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, because I just spent probably a little bit more money than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but but it does make a difference. And and sometimes I know I keep making uh, making things connected to purchases. And it's not always about that. But it's the idea of as long as I am taking care of myself, that really does resonate in my entire household and and I'm much more energetic and I feel better and again it if if I'm happy then Matthew is impacted he feels that and my husband feels that feels that as well and I think that for me but even if they didn't I would still be happy I would still be satisfied if all I have is enough time for you know a two-minute walk in our little patch of dirt in the and what we like to call our backyard that's all I have time for that's what I have time for but if it's making me happy and it's putting a smile on my face and if it's giving me the energy to say, OK, Sade, you can you know, face the rest of the day now that you've had just a couple of minutes to just breathe. I think that is what's most important. And will some people call that selfish? Probably. Do I care? Absolutely not. <laughs> One of the 
that I have started to do since the summertime because I'm telling you guys, I broke down. I just, I needed a break. I needed a moment. And it wasn't that the kids were doing anything but being themselves. It's just sometimes you need to be able to kind of just go into your thoughts, calm your your mind, and just kind of just sort through everything that's going on. And I had a hectic summer. We were all in quarantine. It was about, I was tired and over it at that point. Um, I just wanted to go into the out, but the out was not necessarily the safest place to be. So it was the end that was working for us. And I literally, if I feel myself getting overwhelmed with just my thoughts, just everyday life, right? Parenting, working, figuring out, you know, the bills and everything. I'll tell the kids, and I consider this me being a little selfish, just a little bit. I'll say, listen, don't knock on this door. Don't mm-hmm. call my name. Mm-hmm. Don't let me hear you. I need you guys to just go away. I have provided a very comfortable space. Go to your rooms and enjoy it. Let me have a moment. And I have to do that, and it's literally weekly. Because my kids have no boundaries. If I'm in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. they're there. For some reason, the minute that door closes, it's like, oh, I have 10,000 things to tell mom. Um, If I'm in the bath, my daughter is there as though she's jealous of this bubble bath. I have no idea why. But (laughs) literally, I have to do that because if I don't, I'm going to lose it. And I'm going to have no hair. Forget getting gray hair. It's just going to be gone. So (laughs) Of things that I have to do that like specifically for Tawana like those are Tawana's things like I have to do that on top of shopping for my shoes and I'm not trying to make it about material things either, but we give we give we give we try to make the Christmas the greatest the birthdays the greatest it seems like my friends and I had to relearn self-care and self-care is the same as self-love and it's like a champagne fountain You first have to begin by pouring into yourself. And then that continuous pour into yourself, everyone around you will begin to benefit. We'll have everyone around you starting to benefit. And I want you guys to give people some practical tips that they can take with them in terms of how to love themselves and maintain that self-care while parenting. Throw in with self-love, it is taking that time out. Uh, if the, the, the children are taken care of, taking that time out to love on you because you've done a good job probably loving on your children. And what I want to throw in as a mom and as a counselor, Tawana touched on it, schedule time in your day. Let let the children know uh, people love uh, schedules. They adhere to schedules. It's like during this time, don't bother me. And that's the messages I really want to give mom. You can take 15 minutes out. Hopefully the house won't be burned down, but take that time out. And if you do it every day, like between five and five thirty, however long you want to do it. Hey, don't bother me. I just want to just take this time to decompress. So I can be the best mom you want me to be. Otherwise, you go catch that other mom. But no, in all seriousness, schedule that time. 
it's okay to take time out for yourself. Oh, no, I like that. And and I think that mine is even just even more practical. Start, do something. I think sometimes just making up your mind and deciding that I'm going to read a book, draw, decide that you are going to do something to invest in yourself and your own mental health, your own personal wellness and, and stick to it. And you can do like Kim said, and you can get on the schedule. What Twana talked about earlier, you can get on a schedule and you can do it in a routine way, but just finding something to do that you like, that you enjoy, no matter how big, no matter how small. Do you know sometimes what I do is I will sit and I will color with my son. And although he's scribbling away, it is a moment that even though we are together, I am probably millions of miles away because I'm focusing on one singular task, just coloring with my son. And 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 so that's to me, that's simple. That's not rocket sciences or anything like that. But the idea of just picking something and just starting it. And, and it doesn't have to be glamorous. Again, it could be coloring. It could be going for a walk. And then as you find something that you enjoy doing, it'll evolve. I like that. You have been listening to Poor Mom, an interactive podcast. Be sure to head over to our Poor Mom YouTube channel to continue the conversation with your host, Tawana. Love this episode? Subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Be sure to check out Under the Scope with Kimberlyn Barnes on Facebook Live Saturdays at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can follow Shade Bradford at Free Foster Care Books on Instagram and check out ShadeBradford.net to purchase any of her books, including her hallmark, Hope That Remains. Thanks for listening.